Hey there, everyone. Before we start the podcast, as you all know, there's a lot of bad dating and love advice out there, and we want to put a stop to that. So if you're enjoying this podcast, you enjoy the content that we're putting out, please, can you leave a review wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast? It spreads a lot of love, and it really helps get this message out there so we can help more women just like you attract the love that they truly deserve. Go ahead and leave that review, and let's jump into the podcast. You have to realize that you're tricking yourself into thinking you know more than you actually know. Um, yeah. And it's don't, the worst. Don't put them on the pedestal. Don't right. put them on the pedestal. All right. It's the yeah. age old advice that you get from your friends. Why? Who is this guy? Like if everyone else around you, like you don't know anything about him. He's not that great. Like chill out. It's time to chill out. Gary, I've been asked to grind with you uh -oh. because you made me look really stupid the other day. <laughs> Sorry. I was on a I was on a mastermind with some of our clients and someone was like, "Yeah, I I know I need to stop FI being myself, but I'm not really sure if I am or I'm not." I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you What is FI being?" <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, Dr. Gary said I was FI being myself." I'm like, Okay, I am behind on this new nomenclature that we have. So I guess today is going to make me look less stupid because um, <laughs> this is all about he's not as crazy. Think stop fi being yourself, right, or Gary? You can just pronounce it fibbing. I know, I know, okay. I'm fibbing, but I'm <laughs> I like the fi being uh, a, a little bit better. But I was like, what is FIB? What are you talking about, clients? Yeah. Like, so I should know all this stuff. <laughs> this, this is like one of those things. Like, so we do these mastermind sessions where we like answer questions. And so every time I get to do one, what I try, it's like, I, like the teacher in me, I can't help it. Like, I just want to come up with like new information. And so I come up with things that are outside of our program, but like fit in with the general philosophy. But it's like, I also, I got to tell you, like, I do like a good acronym and yeah. like, I love one of the things I love about teaching is the challenge of taking complex information and coming up with a way to make it simple to understand. And so as you're saying, like, you felt so dumb and like, you didn't know what she was talking about. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it worked. It's working. Like she was working. able to think of this experience and like, she had a word for it. And like, she knew like that she, I don't know, it helps us see things. It helps us understand things. And so fibbing was something I came up with, which is filling in the blank. And so I think like what we're going to talk about today is like there's three different ways that people fill in the blanks in relationships and they're all really counterproductive to finding the high quality kind of relationship that you want. And so it's important to see these things as they happen. Gary, I just want to give you some props because I know a lot of academics, I, you know, as I was building love strategies and we are really an education coaching company, I talked to a lot, I spoke with a lot of academics, I spoke with a lot of coaches, a lot of thought leaders and I found that coaches are kind of full of shit because they don't really know what they're talking about. Like they'll, they'll kind of make yeah. up things right. and they'll just like, Oh yeah, this is what worked for me. And then academics are on the other side where they're like so scientific that they don't connect with people. And that's what I've always loved about you, Gary is like, you can, you understand the research, you understand like the data, but you also know how to simplify it. And maybe that's, we're combining our styles and, and that's what makes it very unique. So I love I that about that. you. That's I appreciate great. That. Thank you. Yeah. So let's jump into it, man. So how are, do we fib ourselves in these situations? So FIB, fib, 
<laughs> I love how you keep saying like FIB, like a UPS truck. <laughs> so fill a, in the blanks. A fill in the blank is when you don't know that much about a person. You don't know that much about a topic. And you basically fill in the blanks with a bunch of overly optimistic, positive information. It, it's, it's a fancy way of wishful thinking. And I think there are yeah. three main ways that people do this. Um, and the first is when you just start dating. So oh, when you just, yeah. You just get to know somebody. Like your chat, maybe you met them online. You're, you're texting back and forth. Um, what you can't forget, and it's something you remind our clients of all the time, is like this person is a stranger. And if it was a online stranger, dating, stranger from a, the internet. A stranger from the interwebs. I mean, I will have clients that will, I, I have heard, I, I hear this from everybody, but if it's a client, oh my God, will I jump on this so quickly? I had a client the other day. She's like, I met my perfect guy and she's talking about him. He's so amazing and he's so funny. And he even has a picture of him with his daughter. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. A picture with him. In, have you met him in real life? <laughs> Not yet, but he is so great. He's such a good dad. Oh, because he has a picture with his daughter on an online dating site. He's a good dad. Actually, that strikes me as kind of a bad dad. That's weird. Like, <laughs> it's a little emotionally manipulative, huh? Yeah, like, Garrett, would you have your daughter no. in an online dating site if you were suddenly single? No. Like, no. Oh, but he's such a good dad. Oh, now, now I know we're we're fibbing ourselves. I'm just gonna say that you are fibbing yourself. You don't know anything about this guy. He is a stranger from the interwebs, yet he's perfect. Come on. Please. Well, and this is this is the thing, is like, you know, when we're meeting people for the first time, we know less about them now than we will ever know. Like we can't yeah. know less, right? And the problem is that lack of knowing kills us. It's like we want to know so badly about who they are. We want to know how this all turns out. Like the, the, one of the biggest relationship questions there is, is like, where is this going? And so because we don't know, we start filling in the blanks with things. And we start relying on the piece of information that really don't tell us. I mean, the picture of the guy with his daughter is just such a perfect example. But it's like, you, you see people do it with like profile pictures. Well, his smile is just so genuine. <laughs> he has kind eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Such kind eyes. Kind eyes. He's so sweet. Oh, he's so sweet. He uses grammar and punctuation in his texts. Like, wow. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? Like, I, I don't even know anymore. And it's like, and that's how you know it's fibbing when like two people can use the exact same sign and see it completely differently. Right. right. And, and that's where it's like, you have to realize that you're tricking yourself into thinking you know more than you actually know. Um, yeah. And it's don't, the worst. Don't put them on the pedestal. Don't right. put them on the pedestal. All right. It's the age old advice that you get from your friends. Why? Who is this guy? Like if everyone else around you, like you don't know anything about him. He's not that great. Like chill out. It's time to chill out. I've had people tell me that about that with women where I'm like, I am. This is it. She is. Oh my God. This woman is incredible. And they're like, dude, you're putting her on a pedestal. And usually there's another word that goes before pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting us maintain our PG-13 rating. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you're in the male space, yes. Usually men will say that. But I think, you know, it creates this version of like false perfection. And it's really easy to buy into it when you're the one doing it because there's, 
you don't have information. So there's nothing to go against you. And so it's like, yeah. he is a great dad. Well, you don't have any other information to show that that's not true. So you can just keep believing it. And it just, it kind of can keep snowballing and getting more and more out of control. Um, right. The problem is, you know, we, I mentioned this later, but it, it's like this, these ideas are sticky because once you start believing it, you want to maintain your beliefs. And so once you start filling in all the blanks with all this great stuff, even when you start learning like, wow, they're not as great as I thought. It's like, no, 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 I was right. I was right. I was right in the first place with what I thought. And right. it's like, that's a problem too. Um, I, I do think it's important though, like we say that, you know, filling in the blanks with false perfection and putting people up on pedestals, but it does go the other way too, right? Particularly if you have a little bit of an avoidant attachment style where you have that worry about getting hurt or someone leaving you um, and you tend to put up walls, you can fill in the blanks with information that's like overthinking and worrying. Like you conjure up fake problems, like, you know, certain things are going to turn out certain ways, even though you have no basis to know that, you know, he's definitely the kind of guy that cheats on me because he has a mustache. It's like, well, what? Yeah. I haven't heard from him in two days and he went away on a work trip over the weekend. He must be up to no good. Right. Why? Didn't he say he was on a work trip and he right. wouldn't be in touch? Yeah. Quit fibbing yourself. Stop right. filling the blanks. It's okay. It's okay to just be like, I don't know him yet. Like, I think that that's, that's obviously the theme of this is like, that's why I, with clients, I will always, especially in the theme of this part of the podcast is like, at first, when you're dating someone by using the language that he is still a stranger, it kind of just like shakes you up again to, to yeah. re remind yourself, he is actually a stranger. You don't know much about him or even just saying like, you know, we'll just see what happens. We'll see. We'll get to know each other and see where this goes. I'm not sure. But if you're using the language of telling your friends or yourself that he's perfect, now you're going to do everything you can to fill in the blanks. So just be, what well, we always like to say, cautiously optimistic. Yep. Be optimistic. Yeah, sure. I'm sure he's a nice dad and all that stuff, but I don't know yet. Got to see. Got to meet him first in real life. You know, go from there. Are you tired of committing your heart to a man who only just pulls away? Well, if so, we have a very special presentation that's available to our podcast listeners. It's at a special link. It's called hecommits.com, and it's going to walk you through the five secret strategies that make men commit. Head on over to hecommits.com. It's only available for a short period of time. I think you're going to like it a lot. All right, back to the podcast. Realistically optimistic, right? It's like, just be realistic. You just... No one else that you've met and spend this little amount of time with, would you think these things about? Yeah. Right. Like if you just met some other coworker, like you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, they're the world's most amazing. Like you're like, no, 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 let's wait and see. Let's wait to see if, if Tina knows how to make a photocopy, right? Before we start deciding like she's our world's best coworker. Like there's just, it's a weird thing with relationships. I mean, people just like throw all sorts of like objective thought processes out the window and just start throwing caution to the wind. Like they're amazing. I know it. And it's like, you can't, you can't know it. Maybe um, it's not realistically optimistic or pessimistic. It's depending on your attachment style. If you're avoidant, be realistically optimistic. And if you are anxious, be realistically pessimistic, go against the grain. Like if you're right. always too optimistic, maybe it's time to start being more skeptical. 
that's okay. You know, like do the basically what is it like Seinfeld with like George when there's like an episode. It's like George, if you want to find love, just do the opposite of everything you've ever done before, and you'll right. find love. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever yeah. seen that episode? It's like just do the opposite of what you've kind of done previously, and and that can kind of get you there. It's like being smart enough to like balance yourself out, like know your tendencies and just work to, you know, kind of thwart your own tendencies, right? It's, that's smart. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, you know, we, we do this filling in the blank when we're just meeting someone for the first time. We also fill in the blanks with something I call false or blank comparisons. And so this is the person you're comparing your current partner to. So this could be just somebody you're dating and things are going well, but then you're like, but someone would be better. This other person that doesn't exist, by the way, like mm -hmm. you're just kind of creating this possible better partner or relationship to compare your present relationship to. And so that is fundamentally unfair <laughs> because it's not tied to reality. And so you're filling in that blank. And again, it's overly optimistic. It's overly perfect. Like there's nothing more perfect than the relationship you're not actually in because you get to conjure it up in every way that's exactly right. Um, which again, yeah. is not reality. Until we have artificial intelligence driven robots, men who will live with you and fulfill all of your desires the way that you want, they'll be sensitive, but also masculine mm -hmm. until they, we have that guy who knows everything about right. your needs. Then I'm here to tell you that that idea of the perfect guy in your head, it don't exist. It's not there yet. So stop fibbing yourself. Now in 50 years, when we have that artificial intelligence robot, <laughs> right, and then humanity kind of just disappears because no one procreates anymore, then we got different problems. So, well, I think this is this is a slight tangent, but I, I think this is what happens with people with um, cheating. Yeah, right. And it's like I imagine this relationship I'm going to have with this other person is going to be so completely different and better and ideal compared to what I currently have. And it's like, that's all easy to plan on before you actually have that relationship. And you realize like that person, like they snore too. Like they yeah. are also like, they watch things on TV you don't wanna watch. And like, there's all kinds of things you, you just don't know. And because you don't know, you're not assuming the worst, you're assuming the best. And so that just creates right. this ideal world that you're heading towards in a cheating situation. It's like. That world doesn't actually exist. And you're only going to figure that out once you get there. And that's what happens. Like people break up, cheat, whatever. And then, you know, they, I always say like, give it two months because they're going to realize that grass wasn't greener on the other side. It was painted right. asphalt. It's not what they thought it was. And they're going to be coming back realizing like that was a mistake. Well, I think also with cheating, like we all know that the first three months of a new relationship is the most romantic. It's the most exciting in many ways. You know, you have a lot of love chemicals flowing through your body, but if you can realize logically that that is always fleeting, it's always fleeting. All the research shows this, all yep. life experience shows this, it's always fleeting. Then suddenly you can look at that situation, not fill in the blanks and be like, Oh, no, that person is just going to snore and fart just like my current partner. And they are going to have massive imperfections that I don't know about because every human being is deeply flawed. And then suddenly you can actually bring some logic to the situation. I think where people really struggle is where they just are chasing that dragon. It's like a drug. Hmm. It's a drug that is, it really is, they call it chasing the, I think they call it chasing the dragon when it comes to heroin because yes. you're chasing something that will never actually last 
And in fact, the more that you chase it, okay, more you do the drugs, the less, the less it lasts. So yeah, yeah, total, total tangent here, but I think it's (laughs) worth mentioning. And now I'm talking about heroin and what is up with me today? I don't know, man. (laughs) You went from snoring and farting to heroin. So that was quite a (laughs) leap. Just, just glad to be part of the ride. I like it. The the Adam experience. I'm enjoying it. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, it's, it's, we fib to ourselves when we don't know the person. We fib to ourselves when we're kind of comparing to this other relationship that doesn't exist. And the third one is like when our partner themselves actually bait us into filling in the blank in a way that's helpful to them. Um, and I think this is this is one I actually when I started thinking about this this idea for the podcast when we're talking about fibbing. This is actually the one that got me on this this whole line of thinking was because I just had like this a week where clients were like. We have having conversations with their partners and it's like, you could see how the guys in these situations are being just vague enough, not sharing enough just to let her kind of fill in the blanks with the situation she wanted the relationship to be without him having to tell her that like, this isn't actually the relationship we're in. Hmm. Like as in giving that, giving, trying to get the uh, girlfriend experience without commitment or like in what sense? Yeah, I think that's that, that's probably the, the the common denominator there is they wanted to get the girlfriend experience without actually being committed. And so what the guys are doing is they're just not giving any concrete info. Like when they're being asked questions, they're just kind of like loosey-goosey about the answers. They're not really saying anything definitive because what I think is going on with guys is like most guys are not terrible, horrible people. So they don't want to flat out lie to you and tell you something that's obviously not true. Right. I just don't think there's many of those. I mean, those guys don't get me wrong. Those guys exist, but I I think they're like one in 10, one in a hundred. Those women exist. People exist like that. Yeah. Yeah. What I think is much more likely is like guys know what they want and they suspect they know what you want and they are able to just kind of word things in just enough of a way where they can kind of split the difference. And instead of like, kind of making a, an error of commission where they're saying something that's not true. It's basically just an error of omission where they're not giving the full truth. And so here's, I know that all sound, that's all very vague, right? But he, so here's a concrete example. So this is from, from a client. She said, you know, she wanted to know kind of basically like where this was going, what was going on in the relationship. So she's like, I did the right thing. I asked and I said, you know, I asked him, what are you looking for? Um, she had shared what she wanted, which was a long-term committed, fulfilling relationship, a, a real relationship. And after she asked him, what are you looking for? He says, I'm looking for the right person. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Right. And then, so she basically fibs to herself by saying, well, he didn't say he doesn't want a long-term relationship. So he probably does or will very soon in the future. So she's basically asking him like, do you want a long-term relationship? But she asked it in just the, what are you looking for kind of way? He said, I'm looking for the right person. So that's not him saying to be clear. Like, and this is like a little tough love thing, but it's like when he answers it that way, he's not saying he wants a long-term relationship. He's saying he's looking for the right person. What he's also saying is he hasn't found that person yet. Right. And that's the bigger one is like, it's so obvious that he's not interested in a relationship with her. Right. Right. It is to us. I mean, if I ever ask someone 
what are you looking for then? I'm dating. I'm assuming it was early on. They're not, they're not in like a mm-hmm. little of six. It's not exclu- obviously not exclusive. Yep. If you just ask someone casually that you've gone out with on a couple dates and she, and the woman's like, yeah, I'm just looking for the right person. Like, hmm. Right. Very that's, suspicious. That's where it's weird sad. way of wording it. Yeah. It's, it's like a savvy thing for a guy to do though. Cause he doesn't, have to, he's not telling you like, I don't want to be in a long-term relationship or I don't want to be in a relationship with you. He's just saying which something, which is true, which is I want to find the right person. Right. I'm hoping I, I'm hoping I'll find the right person. It's like, it's just kind of like giving you enough of an opening, a blank for you to fill in to say to yourself, pick me, pick me. I'm the right one. I'll be the one that changes this for you. I will be the right person you're looking for. And so He's giving you enough space to do all of that mental and emotional work to try to live up to this thing that he's really not interested in, in in the first place. Right. Yeah. I mean, and people will, I love this idea of fibbing because I just can imagine so many scenarios like that where you just try to read in and analyze a guy. (laughs) It's like, he's kind of telling you straight up where you, you stand. You know, yep. and, and look, I just want to be clear on this particular piece. Like if a guy says I'm looking for the right person and it's a first date, that's very different than if it's the 10th date. Okay. Like if I think it would be totally appropriate for a guy, if you're like, first off, I wouldn't be asking someone, what are you looking for on a first date? Cause I think it's a little forward. It's not, it falls outside of our framework with a little love steps, but let's, let's say you're moving forward. It's been five dates and he says, yeah, I'm just looking for the right person. Now we're getting into like, Hmm. That's weird. So, yeah. Oh, I have another example. And this, it was so weird because like this happened all within the same couple of days and someone else, totally separate situation, but similar in the sense that, you know, they're about four or five dates in, it's been like a a month or two ish. Um, And so same kind of thing. Like she wanted to know kind of where this was going. And so she's like, I asked very clearly, are you interested in being exclusive and committed to someone at some point in the future. And his response was, I'm not seeing anyone else right now. Mm. So just enough space. She filled that blank in with, he is interested in being exclusive and committed because I asked him if he wanted to be exclusive and committed, if that's what he aspired to. And he, he said he wasn't seeing anybody else. And so it's like the tough love is like, those are not the same thing. Like he's not saying he wants to, like he's just saying currently he's only seeing one person. That's not like, that's what he's doing currently. That's not necessarily him saying what he wants to be doing. He probably wants to be seeing lots of different people and doing lots of different things. And so it's like what you just said. It's like there's this fibbing idea is just reading way too much into things and specifically in a way that's fulfilling these wishful desires of like, you want this to work out so bad that you're, you're seeing it in a very biased way, um, which right. obviously problematic. And I, I really do think that that's why the little love steps have been so effective for literally tens of thousands of women of all ages, getting in exclusive committed relationships that lead to marriage, children beyond lifelong partners is because we very much so differentiate between little love step number five, which is you're still single, and little love step number six, where it's exclusive. And this gray area BS where, well, I'm not seeing anyone, 
we'll sometimes have clients come to us and say, well, I'm in kind of like a little love step 5.5 where it's like, we're not seeing other people, but we're not yet exclusive. And we very much so coach just as Gary explained that this is, this is binary. It's either a yes or a no. And if he's saying this whole, like, I'm just seeing other people, well, I'm not, I don't want to see other people. Well, that's not enough. That actually means, no, we're still in little of step five, which means you're still single, continue exploring other situations until you find a guy who is begging to be with you. And when you follow our strategies, that's exactly what happens. So I just, you know, I want to make that really clear. When you fib yourself, you're actually holding yourself back from creating the reality that you really want. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, the, the one way to stop yourself from doing this, particularly in this situation where it's like, do you want a long-term committed relationship? Like, where are we at that little love step 5.5 idea? Is like, how do you feel when you know for sure you want to be in a long-term committed relationship with somebody? You don't say like these, I'm not seeing anyone else. I'm looking for the right yeah. person. Like, you're not like in this like weird double talk salesperson kind of way. It's like, no, this is it. Like you, it's a, you know, they talk about like a full body. Yes. Like that's how you feel. And so if yeah. he's not giving you the responses that are full body, yes, like what he's doing is again, leaving enough, just enough space for you to fill it in however you want to kind of keep this situationship going. And that's not what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's either a heck yes or it's a no. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I love this idea. I think people fib themselves in all area of their lives. I'm going to really use this mental model for, I think, my next meeting today. This is a good one. I like this, Gary. This is great. So good stuff. I appreciate everything. And if you are fibbing yourself right now and you want some help in your love life, head on over to Love Strategies. That's what we do around here is I think having a strategy and a rational approach to anything in life is what allows us to cut through the BS, the stories that we constantly tell ourselves in life. And so... Yeah, we're here for you anytime. Thanks, Gary. That's fun. Thanks, Adam. I'm just glad. I got to say, right here at the end, 24 minutes in, that we finally got you to say fibbing and not FIBing. <laughs> so that's just a lot of growth. I appreciate it. Stop <sighs> well, if you keep in the notes, keep putting in them all in caps, then I got to do FIBing. All right. <laughs> this is your fault. Good I am, job. It's not on me. I do not take ownership of this. So thanks, Gary. Thanks. Everyone Thanks, can Gary. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. All right. So now we're at the end of the podcast and hopefully you got a lot of really great information from this podcast. But as we know, information can only take you so far. It's time to take some action. So what I recommend you do now is head on over to loveapply.com. It's going to walk you through a series of questions and then you'll be able to book what we call a complimentary love strategy session. Yes, you've heard it. Someone on my team is going to get on a phone call with you, be able to understand your situation, what it is that you're struggling with in your love life and create that strategy to help you attract that man, that relationship you truly deserve. So take that action, go make it happen. We cannot wait to speak with you. Loveapply.com. And uh, yeah, let's help you create that love life you truly deserve. All right. Speak soon. Bye-bye.